Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I'm going to give a special shout out to our executive producer, Eliza Merrill, and our producer, Sheldon Boyce. Um, they work so hard to make sure this podcast is out each and every week. I also want to thank you, the listener, for allowing us to invade your space. And if you find these podcasts helpful, I encourage you to share it with a friend or, or family member. If we can help you in any way or if you're interested in learning more about these podcasts or Crosswinds Church, head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. Well, here we are. We're in our final episode of our of our Advent or our Christmas season podcast, uh, following along with what we're looking at during our weekend services here at Crosswinds, a series we're in, Great Expectations. Uh, we've looked at hope, love, joy, and peace, expectant hope, expectant love, expectant joy, expectant peace. And so this podcast, we're going to talk about expectant Christ. Uh, you know, the Advent is, is sort of the Christian term talking about the tradition of preparing ourselves for the celebration of the birth of Christ on on Christmas Day, and, and we're going to be looking at um, just the gift of Christ uh, as, as, as we gather together as a church on Christmas Eve and here in this podcast. But I have back in studio with me our executive produce, producer, sometimes co-host, sometimes host, the one and only Elijah Merrill. Elijah, thanks for being a part of this podcast. Of course. Thank you. And then we have, again, the one and only Karen Busby, Pastor Karen Busby, Reverend, Most Reverend Karen Busby. Thank That's you right. for being a part That's of right. this podcast. Thank you. Well, I, I am really excited. I mean, I've had so much fun with these podcasts looking at, you know, what Christ offers us. But but this one in particular sort of uh, is the one that, that all the others build off of um, because we're looking at the actual um, birth of, of Christ and 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 he's the one, right? Because he came uh, that allows us to experience, you know, his hope, his love, his joy, and his peace. And and for me, you know, uh, sort of working through um, Christ and, and the expectancy of him and what we have in him, because we come to celebrate on Christmas Eve the, the birth of Christ, right? Yet the reality is he's already been born. But we also come to celebrate the fact that we have this living relationship with him, and he's going to return to take us with him in paradise. And to think that all of this, like even before his birth, even before his coming, his first coming, this was all foretold in Old Testament prophecy, like hundreds and sometimes, you know, a thousand years or so before he, he ever came. And, and I think about just some of the some of the prophecy that was given, like Isaiah 714, you know, his name will be Emmanuel, I mean God with us and this very presence of Christ. Um, that we have, and and the fact that that the prophecies, especially the ones in Isaiah, were given in a time where the people were in exile, and, and so you know it's not like things were going great for the people of God. But he he says, look, um, here's the prophecy: God is going to send one who is going to, like we looked at peace last week. Who, even though the world's in conflict, you can have an understanding of God's hope and love and joy and peace. It's all found in, in Christ, and even the birth of Christ comes at a time where where the Israelites were, were, were being ruled by the Romans. Like they're, they're looking for someone who's going to build a kingdom. And of course, many of them were looking for this earthly kingdom. And, and like many of our definitions of hope and love and joy and peace, the world offers a definition and they all fall short. 
But the scripture offers us this, this, this profound definition that, you know, true hope is found in Christ. True love, unconditional love is found in Christ. Joy, which isn't like happiness, which is fleeting because joy is anchored in who Christ is, is something we can have as we focus on him. Peace. The world says is, is it comes from uh, the absence of conflict, and, and, and the scripture says, no, no, peace comes in Christ, and you can be aware of his presence and have peace in the midst of conflict. And, and, and just at that time where people were like, give us a better earthly kingdom, um, Jesus comes, and it's like, no, 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 I'm going to build God's kingdom. Like, this is an eternal kingdom. And, and the prophecies in the Old Testament all point to this, and, and here we are with the full scripture, right? all 66 books, being able to look at this full picture of what's been unraveling since, since the beginning of, uh, of humanity, there's this awareness that, that God is with us, that he offers us himself. And when I just think of the, the Old Testament prophecies, it just it builds my expectation uh, of, of the celebration of Christ and just who he is to me and who he can be to anyone who receives him. And my prayer is, by the way, anyone who's listening, that you're in Christ. If not, that you'll say yes to him. And it also builds my my anticipation of just his return mm. and just all that that entails, right, for us as, as followers of his to be with him and, and to receive that news, that news. And so what, what, what do you guys think? I mean, here we are. We're, we're coming up on on, uh, on Christmas Eve. And, and by the way, you know, um, some of us have already gathered on Christmas Eve. Here we do a Christmas Eve service midweek. And so uh, if you're listening to this on the Friday it came out, we've already had one service. But as Christmas Eve comes up, we have three more uh, this coming Sunday on Christmas Eve. So come be a part of them. I think it's two, four, and six. Am I right, Elijah? I'm so proud of myself for remembering that. Two, four, and six. Come on out and be a part of that. Um, uh, but yeah, what do you think? I mean, what, what good news, huh? Yeah. I just, I, I love, I love that you said, um, the, the gift of, of Jesus himself, you know, and that because with, with Christmas season comes this, this whole idea of gifts, right? It's the season of, of giving and receiving as well. And just Jesus, Jesus coming and giving his life is the ultimate, is the ultimate sacrificing gift to us is like like you said everything of this season builds to that and i can't it's so difficult sometimes to to put into words and describe how how it feels knowing to receive that gift you know and it's 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 a gift that goes beyond any other gift that you could receive this holiday season you know and if you if you're listening and you've already received Christ that's that's it's a gift that you have to go share with others you know it's not just for you and it's and what it just it brings a whole new meaning to the season of christmas <coughs> you know just and so christmas crazy. colds christmas colds yeah. i know man <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I mean, it's just all about that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was thinking about, you know, when you were talking there, how we receive that news that makes all the difference. So here's this gift and, and, and how we receive that, right? Mm-hmm. You, everyone receives the news, but do you receive the gift? Yeah. Like you may receive the news by saying, I don't want any part of that, but then you're not receiving the gift. It, but you can receive the news by saying, I want that. Now, I was thinking of just a Christmas account, and you know, the the full picture of sort of the birth of Christ is recorded in two of the Gospels, Matthew and Luke. And um, particularly, you know, I think of of Mary and Joseph, you know, and and here's this this Christmas account that takes place where, you know, an angel comes to this young lady in this quiet town of Nazareth, Mary, and he shares with her, you know, that you're 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 the chosen one, uh, you have a divine purpose, and 
you're going to be the mother uh, of the Son of God, which overwhelming news. And she humbly replied, Behold, I am uh, I'm your servant. I'm the servant of the Lord. Let it be let it be to me according to your word. Uh, you know, and and what faithful acceptance of the mm-hmm. message that that this angel delivers to her. And then you have Joseph, who in a dream, you know, he's in scripture called a righteous man. And uh, when he finds out that she's pregnant, his first thought is, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a beyond beyond loving thing, and I'm gonna divorce her sort of quietly, so nothing bad happens to her or the child. But then in a dream, he's spoken to by an angel and says, look, you know, the one who's in her is of God. And so he realizes that he's going to be like like raising God's son, you know, and, and I can't even imagine that. It was overwhelming for me to think of raising my three kids, you know, the son of God. You don't want to get that one wrong. And um, and, and he, he responds the same way. I mean, he says, if this is God's will, he, he takes her as his wife. And and we know that, you know, they, they head because of a census to, to Bethlehem. And uh, Luke two seven tells us that, that it was there, right? But she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, uh, because there was no place for them in the inn. And so here, here's the Son of God, you know. And, and when God, in His divine plan, uh, thinks about how this is going to happen, He does it in a way that only God would plan it, right? Because for me, if I'm planning it, I'm saying, okay, who are the who are the most stable? Uh, most wealthy uh, parents that there can be, and that's going to be the people I'm going to choose. And he says, well, I'm going to pick this This really, I mean, relatively, nobody is a nobody, but she's an unknown person. I mean, she she really, you know, and, and people say, well, well, Joseph and Mary were both from the line of David, which fulfilled prophecy. But yeah, but I mean, they're, they're far off from the line of David. I mean, they're not taking any throne themselves, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and so, you know, but, but he chooses Mary, humble lady. He chooses Joseph, this humble man. And then he says, okay, you're going to have to go to Bethlehem. So you have to travel while she's pregnant to to, this, to Bethlehem for the census. And when they get there, there's no room for him, right? And you go, okay, so not only then, it, I mean, the best case scenario at this point is he's going to be in an inn. Mm-hmm. And it's not like an inn like we think of it today. Like he's not at the Holiday Inn or, or he, he's not at the, you know, the, the any hotel you can think of. Uh, I don't know. Throw out a like, Marriott. Yeah, Marriott. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The Ritz Carlton. You know, I mean, it, it's not, it's none of those. It's it's not a motel hotel. I mean, it's just, an, it's a, probably just a room in someone's house type of thing. And there's no room for him there. So they put him in a stable. Which, you know, is better than nothing. And, and, and in reality, when we think of stable, I mean, I don't know if the room would have been better than the stable as far as the space and all that, but, but at least you wouldn't be sharing a room with animals. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where she gives birth to, to God. I mean, that's where, that's where Jesus, as Paul writes, you know, he, he takes humanity upon his divinity. He's fully God, fully man. And he's born, which by the way, is humbling enough. It says that Jesus humbled himself by taking humanity upon his divinity, like born as a child. And then it's the beginning of him, right? Living a life among us, dying on a cross for our sins, resurrected for our salvation, sent into heaven, preparing a place where us, come back and take us home. But it, but it's this, it's this amazing account of, for instance, this, these two people, Mary and Joseph, this is my plan for you. They had a choice too, I believe, somewhat mm-hmm. of a choice. Joseph probably more than Mary, but uh, somewhat of a choice to either go, yeah, I receive this or I don't. And they both said, no, I received this. And, and what power there is in, in their example of saying, God, whatever you have for me, I want that. I want that. So Karen, what do you, what do you think about that when you think about the Christmas story and the gift of Christ? And I think uh, one of the things that 
I that I think about. I love um, the lighting of the Christ candle. I think when I think for about the Advent wreath, yeah, 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 for the Advent wreath. I think because it to me, I mean, I was raised in a small church, and we've been doing you know lighting Advent wreaths for my entire life, and um, and I love that we've come back to that here, and I think about the that great expectation as you know the series is called, but the anticipation and the excitement that surrounds the lighting of the Christ candle on Christmas Eve. And just um, what it, it's such an amazing time to be surrounded by others who are believers and who have that anticipation um, and excitement over what was done for us, you know, that Christ did, he was born for us in this way. And it's just such a beautiful, um, a beautiful time of, of excitement. And I feel like when I think about the Christ candle, that is what I think about is just the coming together um, and, and really that the climax of the season, so to speak, of like, this is what, this is why we're here. And mm. um, it just gets me so so excited because it's also a, a season where so many people walk through our doors who don't understand yes. and who don't know. And so for them to get even a little glimpse of of this is this is what Jesus did for you and we're here to celebrate his birth and it is this joyous, exciting time. Um, I, I love every one of our services that we do for Christmas Eve because it just there's that heightened sense, of excitement um, that surrounds it. And it's just a really beautiful thing. You talk about growing up with the Advent candles and so forth. I think I've only, I only saw it one other time before we started doing it here again. Wow. And, um, and I knew about it, but it wasn't sort of part of the traditions and the churches I was a part of. And it just reminded me of, uh, it was probably a couple years back when someone was new to Christ, new to the, to the crosswinds. And uh, they had been a part of the whole Christmas season. It was on Christmas Eve. They came back, came up to me and, and made a statement like, um, that's, a, that's a cool thing you guys came up with. You know, with the candle, and I had to explain that it's like a tradition that's been around for many, many years. Um, you know, it's a it's a Christian tradition. You know, to do that type of thing. But they were so new to Christ uh, yeah. that for them, they thought we came up with it. You know, yeah. and it's it's really cool because although I've I've experienced it from my youngest years. I mean, I've attended church my entire life. I don't think it. I don't think it meant as much to me um, as it does now because my understanding of Jesus is so much different than it was when I was growing up. And so um, I love the tradition aspect of it. I've always loved that. But now I love it for what each of those candles represents and what it means and for the reminder um, to really take the time to, to focus and, and to breathe that in um, and live that out. Well, that's, that's where traditions can have meaning. Traditions can lose meaning if we allow them to, but they can have meaning. And for me, you know, when you think of our walk with Christ's journey with Him, um, a lot of the lessons that we learn are not always new lessons. They're just lessons that as we walk with Him, we learn in a deeper sense. It doesn't mean we're smarter than anyone else. It's just like what you're saying is so true, you know, um, that every year when we're, when we're lighting the, the, the Advent candles and looking at hope, love, joy, peace, and then Christ, um, as I'm walking with Him and growing with Him, there's this, this it's, it's the same lesson, but it, it, there's something new I learn every year, or there's a, an aspect of it that comes to my mind that I didn't have before, 
or I'm relearning. You know, it, it's 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 a living and active lesson when you're journeying with Christ. He can take any tradition, you know, that, that honors him and and bring life to it if we if we if we allow him to. And if it doesn't, then we probably shouldn't do it, right? I mean, and so it's just a powerful thing. I was thinking, uh, you know, as a, the Christmas account again, and so the shepherds are out in the field, you know, outside of Bethlehem, and they probably saw the the lights of Jerusalem that were were far off, but not too far off for them to see. And so they're they're out in these fields, and they see the lights of Bethlehem right behind them. They see uh, Jerusalem far off, and uh, and also in, in the darkness, though, that they would have been still sitting in because there's no light pollution like now. So even if they saw lights, you know, mm. it's it's not so bright. So it's dark, and all of a sudden there's this angelic. Um, presence, an angel, then a host of angels, and they proclaim that that the Christ child is, is born in Bethlehem, you know, and it's this, this amazing pronouncement, you know, that he's bringing peace and, and that he's, 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 he's provided for all who, who are, are in relationship with him, with whom God is ple- well pleased. And, and it says they immediately left and went into to, to Bethlehem to see the Christ child. Let's go see this, you know. They get this invitation, and they're lowly shepherds, and we think, well, they're lowly. Why? Because, it, well, culturally they were lowly. People looked down on shepherds at this time. I don't know why, because they needed the sheep, but they did. And God makes this announcement to them, showing that everyone's welcome. You know, it's mm-hmm. it, it, Again, Jesus is born in a, in a stable, and he pronounces to, to just these common shepherds, now, this is the good news. And they go and they find a Christ child. Then they leave. And as they're leaving, going back out to the field, they tell everyone they see what they had just seen. And, and to me, they had an opportunity. You know, they get this great, great, uh, this great proclamation uh, that Christ is born, the long awaited one. And I, I said in a previous podcast, I said my first statement would have been, did everyone else see that? But well, once they settle that they've all seen it, they, they, they go. They decide to receive the news. And, and, Again, I, I just keep coming back to this. I, the Christmas account is reality. It, it's about God fulfilling his promise to be with us, to send us a Savior. It, it, it's the beginning of, of this amazing redemptive account of the life of Christ from birth to the death on the cross, the resurrection, to his preparing a place for us, coming back to take us home. Um, and, and, and yet... Just knowing the story is enough. You got to receive Christ, and and I think to me that that's that's the the part of Christmas Eve that always is 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 uh, heavy on my heart. Like I receive it with much joy because I'm a Christmas junkie. I like all things Christmas. I love the spiritual all the way to the commercial. And then people are like, "Well, I can't." But I, I, that's your story. I like it. Uh, the the more lights, the better. You know, I'm one that when the stores start putting Christmas stuff up, like midsummer, I'm okay with that. Like, you know, it's, that's fine. Um, but, 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 but everything said and done, with all my excitement of coming and celebrating the birth of Christ, that heaviness is, man, I just want people to receive this gift. Mm. You know, I want them to receive it. You know, uh, just like Mary and Joe, I want them to receive it like I want to receive it like we have, and, and be in relationship with Christ. Because you, you said it, Elijah, and you're right, so right. You know, it's a gift for us, but it's a gift we get to share with others, you know, that, that this is this is available to them. No matter where you find yourself listening to this podcast, no matter what your circumstances, no matter what people have told you, no matter what you've done, no matter where you find yourself on the social economic ladder, uh, maybe you're not even on the first rung. It doesn't matter. Maybe you're beyond the rungs. It doesn't matter. It, it's available to all of us. And we need Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
Like we've been created to be in relationship with him and one another. And so for me, that that's just a profound, I think, I, I mean, I just keep saying it. Um, what are you going to do? With with Jesus, you got to figure that out, and 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 this season's a great time to to figure that out. Yeah, it's this. I I love how you talk about this. He, the there's the heaviness, you know, on at, at Christmas Eve and and in this season, but it, it's a celebratory heaviness. You know, it's it's something we're we're so for those of us in Christ. There's there's an excitement there, and there's an element there, and and I love I love we talked about in the beginning of this podcast. It's like all of these Old Testament prophecies and stories and everything building up just paints this this redemptive history that builds to this moment. And I on Christmas Eve, I remember I remember when I first started um, serving and volunteering on a on a ministry team here. Um, and I remember being so excited the first time I got to be here for all of the services. And uh, having to convince my my parents at the time, like, hey, I want to be here for all these services. And so that means we had to change some of our traditions and, you know, stuff <laughs> like that. But I, in that moment, recognizing the there's such a such a celebratory heaviness on on in those services because everything, you know, in 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 my mind, everything builds to this thing that we're celebrating and and Jesus coming <coughs> this gift. And so I um I just, I can't, I can't, I just love thinking about it in that way. And, um, it really does bring a, it brings a reverence, but yet such a, such a deep, a deep joy as a, as a Christ follower, you know? Yeah. But yeah. You I think, um, you know, going along with the gift idea, like it just really, it really excites me because we obviously know those of us in this room and those of us on staff, like we have that gift, we've opened it and we have embraced it and we love it. But um, thinking about, again, the people who walk through the doors who haven't received that and how uh, it just, it creates uh, for us as a staff, I think really creates that um, excitement of who's going to take that gift this year, who's going to open it. Um, And just to really, to, to think about that, that while we're excited and have that great expectation and anticipation of Christ's birth, there's also people who are going to walk through the doors. And I and I think I keep going back to that as well. Um, and I'm just so excited to, to hear about those people who accept that gift for the first time. Um, and what a beautiful, I mean, there's no wrong time, but Christmas again is just such the perfect time to open that gift. You know, I imagine a child's, you know, just total delight when they receive a Christmas gift that, that far expects to, uh, exceeds their, their wildest dreams, you know. Uh, I think of the Christmas when my brother and I got our dog, and, uh, you know, we, we had no idea we were getting it. In fact, I had brought home books. I mean, I got—I think I was 10 or 11 when we got our dog. Um, and uh, and I had brought books probably since kindergarten home about dogs, and I was always told we're not going to ever have one. And so that Christmas morning, we're sitting, we're opening presents, and all of a sudden this dog is in the room. And our first thought is, how did a dog get in our house? And then it hit us that, that our parents had gotten us this, this dog for Christmas, and it was, like, unbelievable. By far one of the mm. great moments of my brother and I, you know, Christmas stories, you know, is that morning that, that our dog Mandy came running in. And uh, and I'm not even a huge pet person, and it still brings up warm fuzzies in me uh, when I think about that dog. And yet, I mean, if it, it just pales in comparison. Uh, to Christ and, and the gift that we're given to Him and salvation, you know, that exceeds all expectations, you know. And as we talk about the hope, 
you know, this the, in these podcasts, you know, hope it's unshakable, you know, a love that's boundless, a joy that's everlasting, a peace that surpasses our understanding. You know, just consider, you know, the the humble birthplace of, of, of the King of Kings, where we can find hope, love, joy, and peace in Him and salvation. And, and, and so, you know, for me, the Christmas account tells me that, that anyone, doesn't matter who you are, can find salvation in Christ in the most unexpected places, in the most unexpected circumstances, uh, just like right now. And, and, and so I, you know, just sort of implore you to consider this question of what are you going to do with Jesus? And, and I love the way that Karen said it. There is no better time to receive Christ than right now. There's no greater Christmas gift than this Christmas Eve to, re- to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. It's as simple as saying yes to Him, Lord, come into my life as Savior and Lord, and then to begin to walk with mm-hmm. Him. It's not just an acknowledgement of who He is. It, it's a desire to be in relationship with Him that makes all the difference. And if we can help you at all um, with uh, that decision, reach out to us. You can do that by going to crosswinds.church. We are here to help you in your next step, your next step, your next step. You're not meant to do this alone. You're meant to do it with God. You're meant to do it with with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, Christmas Eve services, if you're listening to this to Friday, if it came out, or, or the next day, Saturday, or, or Sunday morning, there's still time to come on out. We have services at 2, 4, and 6 here at a Canandaigua campus. You're saying, well, I can't be on campus, and I missed the one midweek that already happened. You know what? We live stream these services, so you can actually, wherever you find yourself, be a part of the Christmas Eve service. So if you're at a, a family event, go to the restroom for an hour, and, and just <laughs> lock the door, and you can, on your phone, uh, be a part of our Christmas Eve service, wherever you find yourself. Yourself. Go find a closet. Go find a bedroom. You, you, you can be a part of it. And I believe it'll be posted throughout the mm-hmm. week so you can do Christmas Eve on any day. Because, spoiler alert, we celebrate Christmas Eve on the 24th. We do not know exactly the day when Christ was born. So you can have Christmas Eve whenever you want. All year long. All year long. All year long. That'd be my dream. And, and so and so uh, you can be a part of that by going to crosswinds.church and learn more about those Christmas Eve services. You can watch them. Um, be a part of it. Uh, allow, allow Christ uh, not just to be the reason for the season, uh, which is what we say often this time of year, but more importantly... Let Christ be Lord of your life. Let him be the Savior of your life. Let him, let him flood you. Let him flood you with his hope, love, joy, and peace and salvation. Well, for now, uh, be blessed and bless others. Hope to see you at one of the Christmas Eve services if we can help you anyway. Uh, check us out at crosswinds.church. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.